You're having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. And I am Rob. So you know how you ask your friends where you should take your first date? What on earth this text means? And if it's okay to post a certain pic on the socials? Well, that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date or relate without them. Welcome to our village, and you should be pumped to be here because we are bringing you expert guests who are filled with all the answers that will take some of the guessing out of the game. Make sure you subscribe and share our podcast with your friends so we can help the village grow even bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your pods, and don't forget to tell a friend. Walking away from a relationship is hard, no matter how you swing it. There's literally always a reason not to break up, or sometimes it just feels like the wrong time. But we're not suggesting that you throw in the towel rashly after one problem occurs, okay? Like, clearly you have to stick it out a little bit. But we are saying that the amount of time that you have, quote, invested does not mean that you should have to tolerate feeling unhappy. All right, guys, so was there ever a moment in a past relationship where you were like, why am I still here? And like, how far into the relationship were you and what kept you there that long? Uh, I'll go first. I have talked about this horrid relationship for the last four years on this show, but I was in a relationship where it was bad the whole way through. I didn't even want to date him from the beginning. I knew it was all wrong. And yet there I went two and a half years in. Every day was another opportunity to break up and none of the days were the day I did it. In fact, it just imploded, exploded. It just it was a catastrophe all the way around because neither of us would actually end the damn thing. And so I remember thinking to myself like, how am I here? Why am I here? Okay, well, I've already been here for so long and we have this relationship and now we've got mutual friends and we've, you know, talked about some things and we've, you know, grown a connection. So like that's got to mean something, right? Like the fact that we have some sort of chemistry or like like each other enough to keep doing this awful thing. So now that I know a lot more. And thanks to this podcast, I would say should have cut that thing a lot shorter. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't know what I don't, I I was trying to think while we were, before we were doing this podcast, I was like, am I, have I stayed in something longer than I should have? I, I I do think I stayed in a one relationship longer than I should have because she had a child and I got really attached to that child. And I knew that that child was in a bad situation with the dad and with the mom, they were using him a lot uh, to be mean to each other. Like they used him as a pawn. And I remember just looking at him, he was three and I remember he was crying and I looked at him and I, I showed him, I didn't have muscles at the time, but I showed him my bicep and was like, it's like, this is yours forever. If you ever need it, this is yours, right? I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. And then it just got to the point where she broke up with me because she was, and she started cheating on me. It was like, it got to the point where I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't do it for somebody else. Do you know what I mean? But I don't think I've ever been like laying next to somebody or eating dinner with somebody or like driving with somebody that I've been in a relationship for a long time, been like, why the fuck am I here? I think, and I've said this before, I have a theory that you girls know you're breaking up with somebody about six months before they do. 
Ooh, like you, I've you, had that before. Yeah, you plant it. You you like you almost like you're like the idea gets in your head, and then you secretly give them a couple more months or a couple more chances to to not do the same behavior. But the more they don't know that, the more they probably keep doing the same behavior. And then it's just strike one, strike two, strike three, strike four. And then before you know it, you're like emotionally out of it, way out of it. So by the time you walk out the door, your feelings are gone. And we're still there like, what the fuck just happened? I thought we were just disagreeing. So why do you think girls are the only ones who do that? Because I've been on the receiving end of that. I think guys know, I think guys are more rash. Like you guys are just more cognitive of your emotions and your actions, right? So I think guys will be like, something will piss them off and they'll be like, you know what? Fuck it. And then they'll have an, like an over emotional reaction in the moment where I think you girls see things and something hurts you and then you take note of it and then you file it away, file it away. But then you're also adding other files to it as it goes along. And eventually you're like, you know what? You're fired. Yeah. Building a case. Building a case. I think that both sexes do that. Genders do that. Personally, I have done it before and I've had it done to me before what I think was that was happening. So I just think it's more of like if you maybe aren't like the best at communicating how you feel in the moment and you're like, okay, I'm going to just take note and file this away and maybe like to see if this, if, you know, you make excuses like we're talking about, like until then you get to the point where you're like, why am I still here? Like, what am I doing? Like, I can't do this anymore. I've tried. I've put in my effort, but you didn't communicate that you were like feeling insecure or whatever. I, but I think that's what I mean. I think, I mean, girls, I think you girls pick up on those things. And then like you say, you have in a fight and you do emotional shit. I think that when the apology comes and you guys say your sorries and then go the other way, the guys are like, all right, we apologize. It's done. Let's move on. And the girls are like, okay, we apologize. I'm not forgetting about this shit. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, no, we're like, we'll move forward, but I'm not moving on from that, you know? So, and then guys, I think well, you're right that guys do that, but I, and this is going to sound so um, chauvinistic, but like, I think guys do it physically. You know, I think guys will be like, physically start losing interest and physically be like, mm, I'm not into that anymore. You know, that's not really turning me on the way it used to. Why am I not getting blowjobs as much as I used to? Why am I not getting laid as much as I used to? You know, and then that's when they start turning off and start looking at other things. Yeah. I mean, both of that, like the female version of what's been explained in the male version sound like really internal dialogues versus communication, which would probably just resolve some of it. But I think like when it comes down to the why we all do these things, like in theory, you want it to work, right? Like you keep showing up because you're like, maybe tomorrow will be different. I mean, a little bit of insanity there when we expect things to change, but nothing's changing. But if we're into love or want love or like the other person and want it to work out, sometimes I think we overstay our welcome for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. But Lauren, you mentioned that you've been on the receiving end and also done it yourself. Were there any key like reasons why either of those things you think happened? Well, I was in a relationship when I was younger and the guy was my friend. And then it was just like maybe pressure in the friend group for us to date kind of like Ross and Rachel style. And I liked him, but I didn't. And I just kind of like, 
I don't know. I just sort of ended so up. So you weren't you weren't in it to begin with. You were like I, trying to make yourself be kind of. And then yeah, and then I did finally realize like okay, this isn't like what I wanted it to be. I there was this other guy in the periphery that I was like so attracted to, and I was like, uh oh, like nothing <laughs> ever happened. But I just remember feeling like I should be feeling like this about my current boyfriend, and I don't. And mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I got to the point where I was just like, but no, you feel bad. You're like, I invested all this time. We're all on the same group of friends. What's going to happen if I break up with this guy? He's going to like be really upset and pissed at me. And I'm going to look like an asshole to all of our friends. And I can't do this anymore. Well, I think the word investment is the key here, it's right? Totally- it's like, what is an investment? Like yeah. what Like what? It, what does that constitute? I'll let you yeah. guys talk about well, that. We're gonna well, get- we're going to actually do the math and dive into why relationships are or are not investments, how the desire to be in a long-term commitment could potentially mask the lack of a deep connection, which I think Lauren just expressed was what she felt. It also will mask other issues potentially too, like red flags and we'll, or like red flags that we paint white or pink or some color that we are trying to talk ourselves out of it being a red flag. Mm-hmm. When to tap out of couples therapy and why timelines have a huge effect on the success of a relationship. But I think also speaking of investments, Rob, you've invested in yourself and made a move across uh, the country a bit to Austin. Yeah, it was about time. I just I just felt like I was in a rut in L.A. Nothing was really changing. All my friends were either doing shows out of the state or they're married or they have babies or they're, you know, whatever. And I. You know, after the last year with my mom passing away and a whole bunch of life changes as far as like saying goodbye to my past pretty much um, and not having a girlfriend or a wife or a significant other, not even having a pet, I was like, this is the time to just go and try it. And I know a lot of people that live in in, um, Austin. So this was just kind of like a fuck it, like fuck it, basically. I just needed to shake things up. So we'll see. I'm here. I got here four days ago. I'm setting up the house. I got a house, which is nice. I got a backyard and a little cowboy pool and a pool house and all that other stuff. So it's about um, damn time. We'll see. You know, it's funny because I read I, I had uh, drinks with a friend of mine on Sun. No, last night, Monday, we went and watched the Eagles game. And I know her from Los Angeles and she moved out here in January and we're still cut. We're of the same cut from the same cloth when it comes to why we moved out here. And um she said the same thing. She's like, it was just a rut and all my friends are married or babies and stuff. And I just needed to change it. And I feel like there's a lot of people out here like that. So it's going to be an easier transition to kind of like fall into this group of people that are still wanting something, but just like outgrew Los Angeles. You know what I mean? Totally. And I also like back to like, just the word of the hour investment. Like, do you feel like you invested in your time in LA and now you're investing in Austin and what does investing even mean? Right. So that's, that's the thing is that when I was reading this outline for today's episode, I was thinking about like, like this is the first time in my life that I've been so focused on myself and my own happiness that I am content by myself. Like I'm not, I don't need anybody else. So that investment in myself has kind of cut the cords to, because I had an unhealthy investment in other relationships. It was very codependent 
and I was very insecure in there. So like my investment in those relationships was I give you everything. And like Jenny, like you, like we talked about before, we watched our parents fight and stay together. Right. So like when I would get into bad fights with my ex-girlfriends, uh, to me, it was just like, okay, that's an issue. It came up. We got heated about it, whatever, however it was dealt with. Now we move on. And they were like, mm, I'm moving on. Like <laughs> I'm moving on. And before I was like, well, what the fuck's wrong with me? Now I'm in a place where I'm like literally investing in myself and my own happiness, doing what's good for me so that if there is somebody I date for a little bit and invest my time in and it, it doesn't work out, I'm not going to stay because I know I'm happy in this moment too. Well, yeah, I think then we just get into like, in general, the idea of an investment and investing in people or, you know, I mean, I guess it could be transferable to you moving to Austin, but you know, it's, let's all weigh in. Like, do we think relationships are investments? I do not agree with that. You do not. I do not. I know Jen does. Jen does. I don't agree with that statement, but I understand why people, well, okay. I understand why people say it, but I think that my perspective is just different. That's all. I, I, I think it makes sense. I just don't think that people are an investment. I don't think that you measure your use of time as an investment in somebody because at the end of the day, it's your investing time in somebody with the hopes that this situation is going to turn into something better. Not saying that it's bad, but you're like, okay, I'm going to start dating this person and uh, I want this person to end up being bigger. Like now I want to be in a committed relationship. Now I want to get married. Now I want to invest my time so that it pays off in the end. I feel like I'm owed an outcome, right? Like I want to invest my time and get something in return. Of course, there are things in relationships that you want to get in return. It's not just one-sided. Like the, that's my point though, is that your goal is to get into a relationship committed or whatever you want to call it that works for you where you're both in it and loving each other and sharing some things together. But I don't think that it's a personally, like it's a great perspective to look at it. If this is the perspective, maybe someone else calling it an investment would say something different, but I just don't think that assuming that I'm going to put time into this thing and it's going to give me these things, or I'm going to be pissed off. Like I'm owed this thing because of time. That's not really, I don't know. It just doesn't always work that way. That's just not real. Jen, you're the exact opposite. So go ahead, rebuttal. I feel like this is a high school debate. You're, <laughs> you're, you're pro investment. Lauren was con investment. So. so the way I look at time in general is as a commodity because there's only so much unless you're Beyonce. So I think that what you invest your time and energy, if we want to throw that word in the mix, as far as like relational jargon is, it should be a conscious effort because you don't want to spend time on something that doesn't bring you value or doesn't make you happy or is potentially a waste. Obviously there's always the spin of like, you can learn from anything and it's never a waste and everything is meant to be and all that good stuff. And you can, you know, again, euphemize the whole thing. But I think, Something is only a good investment if there are positive outcomes that don't take away from you, your life, your other relationships in your life. And I've been in that relationship where I did feel like I invested time. And because we already have said connection, we know that we 
have chemistry and have built, you know, history at this point that like, why start over? Why, you know, go to the drawing board and be single and date again and have to rebuild and start anew with somebody who I know nothing about. So I get feeling like it is an investment, but I do not support staying in something just because time was spent. I think you have to evaluate whether the time is well spent, not just spent. So what I'm hearing from Lauren is if you don't make it an investment and you just kind of take it as is and just go with it as it goes, then you can leave any time because you're not putting anything into it. There's nothing at stake, really. Yeah, I'm just right? saying that it's it's probably not a great idea to go into something thinking, well, if I give you my time, then I'm owed this thing. So if I well, don't- Well, that's what it, an investment is, right? No, so, And then right. Jen that's is like, well, if I put in that best. time- but people are it, not investments. You're putting time in because you people want to can create, be investments. You want to well, I don't think people are. I think it's the relationship that is. So, like whatever you participate, the relationship in. is. But that okay. I mean, I hear you. I don't think that you think people are investments either. But that's not. I don't understand that because if you're in a relationship, their relationship is the other person. You're not. I mean, like, what are you investing in them? Like, yeah, because that that sounds like what my like, friend Steve was not, trying to. to tell me and my and Mara that one time he, he was like he was like you listen Rob you're fucking this is when I was 44 he's like you're 44 years old he's like it's time to just settle down find a nice girl she doesn't have to be the hottest thing that you've ever seen she doesn't have to be the funniest thing whatever she's like he's like it's time that you just toss in the hat and say find something that works you know and then you go and you you'll you'll make it happy and it's kind of like what Jen says she wanted before she met Taz which is like she wanted to be married at first sight and she wanted to be set up. And she like, she would talk about how, um, uh, what's it called? The relation, uh, the marriages in the, um, Oh, arranged marriages. Yeah. Arranged marriages worked. And like, she was like 100%. That's an investment. That's an investment. You don't know the other person you're being arranged for a specific purpose of a relationship. Yeah. So that's an investment. You're investing in the future with that person. Oh, sure. And, and, and that's because you're putting the cart before the horse in the traditional sense of like falling in love. And then you hope that you fall in love. And then that investment is good. But we're talking about like traditional, uh, mostly traditional. Uh, like, Well, what about these apps then? I mean, look, I'm on a, I'm not on either side. I, I think that, I think that you should take things as they come. And if it doesn't work out, then you should leave. You know, I don't think that because you're with somebody for a certain amount of time. Now, now, if there's children involved, that's different, I think. Right. But you don't think so? I, I think uh, if there are things that can be saved and maybe help will get you there, like therapy or whatever the case may be, or rehab or whatever it is, maybe that's cause, causing the issues. I don't know. But whatever that is. If that can be fixed, yes. But like, again, Rob, you and I came from parents and I know like Lauren, your parents split too, but like yours, I think split earlier, mine and Rob stayed forever and didn't leave. And I remember my mom saying, well, we're staying together until you go to college so that he pays for your college. And because we want to be a united like family until you leave the nest. And it's like, okay, so you want to damage me for longer because you think that's going to make it better. My that, dad would tell me that I was the reason why they were getting divorced if they got divorced. <laughs> oh my God. He's like, it's your fault. You see all the fighting we're doing? It's your fault. And I'm like, that's okay, love. that's good. But, but, but like, I, I just think that, I think that when you do 
look, so my, like my question is also like, what are these apps? Those are investments, right? You're investing your time. You're investing, oh, you're literally just, some, in some cases money because you're going on these fucking dates all the time. time. I mean, I guess you could say investing as a definition of like, I'm giving time, I'm giving, but I mean, we're talking about like when people feel owed something, like I, if you go on the apps and you're like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you need to say invest, that's an investment. It's not really. It's just like a thing. It's just a, another way to meet. I think that you think that you're like people think they're owed something. Well, like yeah, you keep saying owed. Nobody's investment. owed. You when you inv- no, no, yeah. you hope to get something yes. out of it. You hope right. that it goes, but you you're putting an investment is like you're putting faith into something, hoping that it grows, but you doesn't. You're not necessarily owed anything. Right. Well, wait though, but yes, the goal is is to. You know, I'm not going to invest in the stock market and be like, "Yeah, hip hip hooray!" I just lost thirty thousand dollars. Like, you invest in something because you want that this outcome. Yes, you want that outcome in a relationship, but if you go into it thinking in those ways, and it's probably because maybe there's like a lot of that word gets thrown around a lot, and we are in like a capitalist society, I guess. So you just think that way, and I get it. I'm just saying, like, maybe it's not the right exact frame of mind to go into like something with a person that you're going to be in love with. Like maybe you don't say like, well, because it just can get sticky. I understand the confusion and the definition, but then you get to the point where you're like, but I've invested so much time in this relationship. Now what right. do I do? Like, right. that's what I'm saying. Like it, then it be, it, then it just gets you in a little bit of a pickle and it no. kind of, it makes things hard to see because now you feel like, but I've given this person seven years and now I'm leaving with nothing. I'm, they, Oh, like well, I, was this owed, was, I this was, was something that like women would say like yeah. back in the day before the apps. And they're like, I gave him my entire twenties. You know, I was with I that would person say that today. Years. If I was in a relationship with somebody for 10 years yeah. and then I was like 30 or all of my 30s and I was 40 and then I was left and I had no ring, no kids and I just start all over at 40. Like, yeah, I think a lot of women would be like, I invested all this time. I think that would be a very. So what do you think are the, the what, are, what are the reasons to get out? Like, well, yeah, I think don't think the first of all, don't think that I've invested all this time. Now, what now I need to keep staying. I think it keeps you there longer, like, because don't, oh, don't use time as a constraint. Don't oh, use time yeah. as, as a jail. Yeah, I think- doesn't equal quality. Like our parents' relationships weren't good because they stuck it out. And, you know, sometimes a short relationship actually does give you value of some kind, which is like the lessons and whatnot, or you learn about yourself and yada, yada. But I think like I remember we saw this article that was like about this and it was some person's perspective or their story, but I've heard real friends say I've invested so much time. So like, I'm going to give it more time. I'm like, but what is any of your time you've invested done for you lately? Like, yeah, you why do you think it's going to get better? Right? right. Like if it hasn't been better this far, thus far, and you know, you're trying different things and all that, and it's just not getting better. Anal. Then anal. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I don't know if that makes it better or worse, but uh, if, if nothing is getting better and you are unhappy, then how does that investment bring you any sort of value? And I think, you know, it's comfort, it's comfort, investment. it's comfort, right? It's, 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 it's why I left LA because yeah. like you, you, get into this comfortability. And then when you're comfortable, you don't try as hard, right? You don't, you don't put effort into certain things. Like you, you don't, 
if you have a favorite salad at a favorite restaurant, you know you're going to like it, you know you're going to go there, then why am I going to try another salad place? Why am I going to try to make anything better or change or different in my life, right? I have a, uh, I have family members that do this. They stay in relationships for way longer than they should because they've been together so long, you know? And then it's scary to start over again when you get to a certain point. There's a lot of people that are getting to be our age now. I know you girls are 10 years younger than me, but like your age where they hit a point and they're like, I'm not going to go fucking date at 38 years old. I'm not going to date at 42. And it's like, yeah, it's okay to go do that. You know, yeah. it's okay. There's no line on where you should stop starting over. Yeah. And also, I mean, you can be with somebody for X amount of time. And then what's that saying that like you're, it takes you half the time of the relationship to get over it. So now think about it. Let's say you're with somebody for four years and then you break up. Now you have another two years of recovery. Then you start dating again. So the longer amount of time, if you know, we're going to use the word invest that you invest in a relationship that is not good for you based on whatever it is that it's telling you it's not good for you. And you know, that could be a number of things. Then why not invest in yourself mm-hmm. that, and actually get out of that and start that process, the healing process, the growing process, the moving process. And I guess that's quite, kind of why like, so, I equated it to you, Rob, and you're moving because yep. you could have just continued living in LA. That's what's comfortable. That's what you've known for the last however long. Like har- Life is hard no matter where you are. Like The devil you know is better than the devil you don't. All of the catchphrases you could tell yourself over and over again to be like, I'm going to actually stick with my choice and I'm going to do the easy thing, which is suffer through this hell versus that hell. So I think as far as like, you know, time as someone's point of reference and how it should keep them there or not keep them there, like you're only wasting more time if you stay. So what do you, what are your, what are your hard outs for relationships? Like what, what in your past experiences, what have been your hard outs like when you knew it was time to break up yeah, Lauren like how long are you leave. huh yeah signs to leave like if you feel like I mean like I just mentioned one like if you feel like you know their attraction whether it's like an emotional or physical attraction with your partner is waning you know and you're just like especially if you feel like you're maybe starting to feel attracted to somebody else in a physical or an emotional way. Um, but that's going to happen. I don't know if like we're no, all, no, but I'm saying, well, I think it's okay to, to be married and then also be like that other person is hot. Like that's right. Hot. I mean, you have to deal with it on a day on a weekly basis when we do this podcast. Oh, cause you're married to James and then you have to do it with me. And then I have to look at you and I'm like, what do I do? It's such a conundrum. And right. plus you guys know each other. So it's even right. more weird. Right. Um, <laughs> but have yeah. you seen his muscle? He showed it to us. I know. I mean, wow. It's it just, <laughs> it's just a lot. I can't even, I have to blur my eyes because it's just too confusing. Okay. 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 So but attraction, but it's I okay to be attracted to other people. Okay is what you're saying. Other people. What I'm saying is in the first point, if you feel like your attraction, either like the emotional connection, the physical connection or both like falling out of meaning is like all of a sudden it feels different. Like you don't, feel those same feelings for the person it's not like as strong as it used to be or whatever and then also in addition you're also like finding yourself like lusting after somebody else I think those are like 
some very what if like your friends get involved and i and it's funny because we were talking about couple or jenny mentioned couples therapy and it's funny that couples therapy has this like stigma of like you're going to couples therapy to fix things where it could just as easily be you're going to couples therapy for your therapist to be like you two should fucking not be together you are not making each other happy at all or you could go to couples therapy to just keep your relationship in communication. Like it could be not a reaction to something bad. I mean, a lot of people don't do this, but it's not a bad idea to go to couples therapy to keep your relationship like in a good spot. If it's absolutely you take your car to the mechanic to yeah. get an oil change. Like you, you, you should be doing that. Symptomatic. You can go when you're just at baseline and you're just like, Hey, we just want to check in every month and make sure that we're like communicating great. And I'm sure little things come up maybe, but like, you don't have to wait until like someone's cheated to go to couples therapy. But yeah, I mean, I think that's another sign too. Sorry, just to bring this up. But like, if you go to couples therapy and your therapist is like, yeah, wow, you should not be together. I know a couple that that happened to, or it's like, you've been to couples therapy for like years on end and you're just yeah. like, it's just not. It's you're fighting about couples therapy yeah, it's like, but what about like when your friends like there's there's couples out there that we all know that when they show up you're like Ugh, yeah they're gonna fight yeah they're gonna be annoying it's gonna i'm gonna be in the middle of it like all of us are gonna be uncomfortable at some point it's during brunch you know so like what like it, is it okay like when your friends start coming to you is that a time to be like if other people are noticing this then it's time for me to get the fuck out or is it you know, or is that just a, a point to be like, well, I got to address this now. You know what I mean? Because it, it's so, it's so easy to just take things that were when the universe or God or whoever shows you that it's not working and you keep going, you know, it's like, well, is that because you have, you're giving it a chance to fix that thing that's not working or should you just bail then? Well, I think like to your point, like there's so many mirrors in your life, like your other relationships usually tell you what vibe you're giving off. If they're repelled from you, then you have a bigger issue. And I mean, there are plenty of people that go through terrible fights and things like that and then go dump on their friends. And that's the only time they reach out to their friends. And so like that'll push people away. No one wants to deal with that person or you fight in front of them and it's uncomfortable for everybody. Like you said, Rob, at brunch poor brunch. But so those are the times I think when it happens enough and it's not like random or infrequent that you have to look inward. But a lot of times people don't want to because they feel like one, they're in denial, but also they don't want to fail. And that's the Mm -hmm. other thing that keeps people in these relationships is because it's been so public. Everybody knows you as a couple. You've had all these Instagram posts. Your status on Facebook is. What do they say when, when you start seeing people posting like all these lovey dovey pictures on Instagram, you know, their fucking relationships doomed. Like they're, yeah. they're close to breaking up. Yeah. It's like overcompensating, but, yeah. or they just are vanished. Then you don't see them anywhere, but like no one wants to announce they have broken up over an Instagram story. Instead, they just wash them out of their profile altogether. Or you just take a picture of you hysterically crying and then post a picture about how you now getting divorced or your engagements off. I, what? Not, yes. People, people do that. Don't do that. People. People do that. Uh, yeah, yeah, they do. That's, That's so sad. <laughs> I people do that and then what and then they just wait for like the comments to come in and then they just like i guess what what like how do they are you serious god if that Um, then you then that the other person on the other side of that divorce should be happy 
you're they should be like, this is exactly why. You know, it's like, hey guys, sorry, I bet you've been wondering where I've been. Well, guess what's happening with me? I've been dealing with some things. It's like, nobody's been wondering where you've been. Calm yeah. down. Literally, no one. Also, the algorithm has wiped you out anyway, so I don't even know you're alive. But I think the failing part, people don't want to fail, especially when so many people know all about your relationship and and you're now a couple. Like, Lauren, you said you didn't want to fail your group of friends by ending things with a guy you weren't even that into in the beginning. But so people, I think, also go to couples therapy with the idea that it will create success and save their relationship. And so if you fail at that too, then like you don't want to double down and fail at couples therapy of the relationship life. Truly though, if you're failing in your relationship, you're probably failing in other areas because you're letting it likely seep into the rest mm-hmm. of your life because it's emotional. How can you not? It's like takes over, I would say. I mean, imagine whenever you've been sad, I'd like, you know, it's all you can think about and it sucks. So I think if that should be a sign in itself, if you're going to therapy and things aren't improving and that should tell you what you need to know about the other person, they're not making changes. And if you are, then you're probably on a different page. What about speaking of changes? What about when you see your partner? I'm not saying leaving a relationship has to be reactive, but this would maybe be an example where you might react in a way where like, oh shit, maybe I should consider things like you see your partner making a lot of changes. And I'm not like talking like changes for the good. I'm talking like changes that make you question things like drastic changes. Like all of a sudden they're going out all the time. I'm not saying this means like you, they're cheating on you or not, like, or maybe going out and might be interested in somebody else or something, but just something even like that, like they're constantly working out and like all of a sudden there's this crazy shift of like energy and focus that's like not within your relationship, but it's all of a sudden somewhere else. And it's just like weird, like almost like they're making this big life change and like you're not really involved in it. It's not like you're working out together or you're going out together. Like I think if something like that is happening, or even you're doing something like, something like that, turn inward and ask yourself, what am I doing? Or ask your partner what's going on. I think that's like kind of an odd sign. I know it seems a little specific, but I've known a lot of relationships that that's happened in and it's like been a bad sign. Like the husband's like all of a sudden working out a shit ton. It's like, just- I think, I think that you have to like, I've never, this is, <laughs> I keep this, 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 this topic is really fucking with my head because I keep being like, where, what if, I don't think, I don't know if I've ever been like in an adult relationship before now that I'm like thinking about it, because it's like to be with somebody, you know, every, all my ex-girlfriends were under the age of 30, most of them, right. When I was older. So I was dealing with more of going out and doing that other stuff. And I, I but I think like if you are in an adult relationship where you guys are, you know, long-term, I think it's okay for you guys to do separate things and have, and like take care of yourself outside of taking care of each other do you know what i mean like maybe not going out all the time but yeah girls night's important boys night's important you know going to the gym by yourself is important making sure you feel good so that you can make them feel good is important now to your point should that person turn around and be like hey i've been noticing some things uh can we talk about it like, are you going to the gym because there's a girl there that you're trying to impress? Are you getting ripped because you want to fuck a 24 year old? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's okay to bring those things up, but I don't know if that necessarily should be something that you should be like peeking around the corner 
totally you know, don't mushing don't, your hands and be like, hmm. no. don't get all insecure if like this is happening and start making assumptions. Like we're not saying that, but I think some some sort of drastic life change and shift of focus where all of a sudden this person's super into their fucking bowling league and they're never around or whatever it is. That's maybe you mean more like they're disregarding you more. Yeah. I mean, it's not even, yeah, it's just like all of a sudden you're, you're like, you have this new life and this new interest in this new thing you're doing. And it's like, Oh, all of a sudden, like I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to acting class or I don't even know what. Yeah. I think it's like a midlife crisis that like, you're clearly not on the same page. Like you are reevaluating things that are like your own self stuff. And so you, it's possibly a sign, I think, where Lauren was going, that you're outgrowing the relationship or right. growing apart because you're going in a different direction. You're not going together. And it's one thing to start a hobby. And it's another thing to, like, want to see people in your life and, like, do your own thing or, you know, work on your fitness because it's good for your health as you age and whatever. But I don't know. If you're doing something drastic and it is out of character or what you know about the person, like potentially becoming a horse jockey back, horse back jockey, (laughs) it's, you know, or a horse front jockey. I don't know. Maybe you go from being back to front. Listen, if you're, if you're in the, if you're jockeying, if you're jockeying the front of a horse, you got more issues in your relationship (laughs) than you Hey, maybe maybe that that jockey is deciding a piece of top or a bottom, whatever it is. If all of a sudden you're damn into being a jockey, whereas you weren't before, something's wrong with that. Just hundred percent. But at the end of the day, it's like the short version is if one person's making effort and the other person is doing their own thing, like you're just not a match. You're not lining up. Your timeline's different. You don't want the same things. You're not putting in the same amount of effort to like shit or get off the pot. Also future goals, right? Future yeah. goals of like Lauren's married. So like there's different things that come into play. You mean like James... timelines, Rob? Or future goals like if relationship goals or goals? You know, yeah, yeah. I mean like timelines and stuff. Like yeah. like 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 Jen, if Taz and Jen are together still in two years and he's nowhere near to wanting to propose, I'm sure that's gonna be a fucking problem for Jen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like... Need of the time if the timelines do not match up or the speed or pace in which you're moving is drastically different for the whole time. Like sometimes I think it's okay for people to catch up to other people. Not everyone works exact at exactly the same speed. So there's like a margin of error there. But I think for the most part, if it's just like they're not matching up at all and you have different timeline goals and goals, like I think these are definite. You get to that point where you realize that it's definitely not going to work and it's time to go. Okay. So like, for example, when people meet in, let's say college and it takes them seven years to get engaged and then, you know, another year to get married, they're like children. So I get that. You've got to go through a lot of life. You're not ready to get married. Pretend like, you know, like particularly at 24 years old, but when you meet, I think later as like an adultish more so relationship, and then it takes a really long time to potentially get engaged and married and all that, like, I think you kind of have to wonder why that is and sure people can come up with all sorts of excuses as to like, I wanted to save up for a ring or I wanted to make sure I was established in my career or whatever. But if it's really not moving in any direction at all and you're kind of just staying as is with no momentum and no growth as a couple, then like, wouldn't you say, hello, what's happening here? Why aren't we engaged? That depends. Is it me you're looking for? 
people who, some people get married right out of college don't have to wait seven years. Some people get, some people don't, I see what you're saying, Jen, but it, the timeline is only relevant if you have separate ones. It's so it's not like, Hey, we've been, we're in our thirties and forties and we've been dating for seven years. What's wrong? No, it's only what's wrong. If one person thinks something's wrong and the other one doesn't plenty of people date in their thirties and forties for 10 years and get married when they're 50. Cause that's what they fucking both want. Who fucking cares? Like there's no right or wrong. It's just that if you are in a situation where the other person is not lining up, aligning with you, that's when it's wrong whether that's one month, whether you're fucking Mormon and you have to get engaged by 18 and married so you can do sex by the 19, then Mark, then great. But like, that's a real thing. By the way. What about, what about if you date all through college, which fucking those people drive me crazy. Oh, Why yeah, are you dating funny. in college? It drives me fucking crazy. But say you date all through college and then you are still dating after college and then you're like, you're 31, 32 and you're still not married. Then that one of those people, whoever it is, I'm not saying male or female, but somebody's going to, that word investment comes back, right? Because it's like, I I invested all this time. It's like, now, now I got to give you either an ultimatum or I'm just going to see this through because I don't want to be alone because I've never been alone. Well, and I think it kind of goes back, your example goes back to everything we've said. It's like, if there's an imbalance, like to what Lauren was saying, if one person wants something, the other person isn't ready or doesn't want something or never thought to ask for it or was hoping no one noticed. But the other one was like, well, we've been together for so long. The obvious next step is getting engaged and married. Like, what are you doing? Well, one, what were you doing all that time? And why have you not had this conversation sooner? Because you wasted your time by not communicating. I think that's a great, I think that's a great way to sum it all up. I think that, um, because we, you know, obviously we've had podcasts before we talk about like getting the fuck out of a relationship and cheating and, and disrespect and like all this other shit and reasons why you should go. But this is, this one was specifically about investment and, and like putting what is investment and should you stick it out because of your, your, you've invested in this person. And I think it comes down to balance, like everything else in life. And communication. Yeah. If you guys are on the same page and you're on the same level and you see the same goal at, like as you're going, then yes, that's good. If at any time that thing flips one way or the other and one person's not on the same level as the other person and it's you that you don't, you're not, you, you see yourself on the bottom level, then get the fuck out. Yeah. Like, yeah, don't- it goes back to also like w- how we started about investments being good or bad or like whether you should call it an investment or not. But at the end of the day, if you are investing in somebody and they are not investing in you in the same right. way, then it's not a good investment. Then your investment's going south because you're wasting your energy on a person who doesn't look at you the same way or want the same things as you. So if you're not going yes. in the same direction, then one of you is going to feel resentment and the other person is gonna you know probably do their own shit milk it until the other person calls them out and then it ends and you probably could have saved yourself both some time by really being honest with yourselves in the first place and don't and don't stick around just because you've invested time it's just not (laughs) lauren's very specific about her her point (laughs) of view on that (laughs) yeah just don't just don't do it you can't tell yourself i have to stay because it's been this amount of time and time is relative somebody to somebody three months might be a really long time and somebody three years but whatever it is to you whatever that time frame is to you it's not a reason to like stay around and then wait for some outcome like you just you want to be with this person and 
share some memories and create some memories and make some connections and keep that's all fine and dandy. But as soon as it starts becoming unbalanced, like we all are saying, then it is time to say, say la vie. But if you want to invest your time in a really smart investment, then you will keep tuning into It's Complicated. Hello, because we'll keep talking about more dating and relationshipy stuff. And while you're there, please subscribe, rate, comment, share it with a friend who also might want to invest in themselves. And if you want to join the class of master daters, don't forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show and maybe invest in a cute sweatshirt or a shirt for somebody else. The holidays are approaching at some point in the very near future because like this year is basically over so do something worthwhile and get yourself i was i was uh because i ordered one of our sweat or one of our hoodies and it came small (laughs) and then i got i like told the guys that run it and everything and i was like hey guys can you just you know it's my show it's my show it's our show can you just send me a fucking like bigger size and they sent me and it fit it fits great now but as i was packing i was like oh should i just donate this one and then i was like no Maybe I'll meet somebody in Austin and I can just give it to them. They can have a a complicated hoodie. So if anybody's listening and they want an it's complicated hoodie, it's a, it's a small medium and it fits, it would fit a girl very nicely. Uh, Hit me up on Instagram if you're in Austin and maybe we can meet up and I'll see if you're hoodie worthy. Y'all, this is like your Cinderella, but like we'll (laughs) fit in the sweatshirt. Y'all slide into his DMs and then slide into his cowboy bath or whatever you called it. Cowboy pool. What does that even mean? Is it shaped like a boot? No, it's a circle. It fits like six people. It's a cowboy cowboy anything. Because you plunge. I don't know. I don't know. I just got here. They call it a cowboy pool. Okay, well, I'm find it. So okay. basically, it's a bathtub. And then when you wake up in the morning after your rendezvous with Rob, you can have an It's Complicated sweatshirt to take home and show, show all your friends. Hoodie. Oh, love that. Okay. Anyway, well, but to speak into my DMs, you can find me at Forever's Evers, F O R E V E R S E V O R S on Instagram. And you can find me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meets. And if you want to be connected with Rob, but you're too embarrassed, I will be the liaison. Slide into my DMs and then I'll hook you up. And if none of that works, then you can find me at Jennifer Golden on all the social meets. And I will help you reach both of them and get yourself into that sweatshirt where you belong. We'll be back next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to It's Complicated. And now that we're going steady, come back next week for another date with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers.